Hello everyone, welcome back to Chibit and Chill, the anime podcast. It's already February, so it's the first episode for February. I cannot believe that we're already in the second month for the year. So, for me, this month, from a personal side, it's all about setting those new goals, setting new intentions. I'm really trying to make new habits kind of happen and form this month. Most people I know usually do that in January. It didn't quite happen for me. So, February, February is the month to do it. I'm going to smash it out of the park this time. Anyway, last episode was more of a fact-heavy episode. A slightly different format last time. So, it was more focused around lots of facts around... Being short and sweet facts around Studio Ghibli. And specifically, their movie Spirited Away. So, if you missed the episode, or if you're new to the podcast, hello... And if you also love Studio Ghibli, be sure to check out that episode in the catalogue. You'll be able to find it wherever you found this podcast in the episode lineup. Give it a try, give it a listen. And if you want even more Studio Ghibli, there is a dedicated episode all about the rise of that amazing, amazing studio in the catalogue as well. Be sure to check that out. But this episode, this episode is dedicated to a different anime. This time, it's all about Digimon. Digimon was a huge fad in the late 90s and 2000s and many people did spout it as a Pokemon knockoff but I really really loved it. We'll go through some facts about the series and how it continued over the years and how it kind of struggled and went through its difficult kind of denounced stage we'll call it and how the new games came about, how Digimon even became a thing and much more. I learned loads during the research for this podcast and I hope you'll learn a lot too. There's a lot to unpack so let's dive straight in. So Digimon Digital Monsters styled as Digimon is a Japanese media franchise comprising of virtual toys, pets, anime, manga, video games, films and actually even a trading card game which I completely forgot all about. The franchise focuses on the digital creatures who inhabit a digital world, quote-unquote, a parallel universe that originated from Earth's various communication networks. So it focused around the advancement of computers and technology that were actually only invented in the 80s, so it was still kind of really exciting, really fresh, and everything had that really nice, 90s aesthetic to it, it was all kind of blocky and, and nice. So it started in 1997 as a series of virtual pets that were intended to be the masculine counterpart to the Tamagotchi that was insanely popular at the time. You couldn't go anywhere or see any TV show without an advert for the Tamagotchi. The Tamagotchi was egg-shaped and colourful and these Digimon pets were more rectangular and slightly more subdued or more um sometimes more acidic in the colour choices. If you aren't aware, the Tamagotchi was a virtual pet, much, much like the Digimon, and you had this little digital pet and you had to clean up after it, you had to feed it, you had to train it, you had to take care of it. And it it, it changed into a different type of Tamagotchi pet over time. So the Tamagotchi was super popular, especially with the female, young girl demographic. And the Tamagotchi company really, really needed to 
bring this to a new demographic. It was really doing so well that they couldn't not try doing a more masculine version of the toy and named it Digimon. And looking back, it's really bizarre to see the original Digimon digital pet because the typeface is the same as what's written out in Tamagotchi, but it says Digimon. It looks a little bit like it's not real, but they were, they're really, really cool. And these did really well. The Digimon did really well. And the company decided to go all in with these pets. And a second generation of Digimon pets was marketed only six months after the first set released. And then a third generation launched in 1998. And each had the same basic premise of raising a Digimon from being a baby baby monster and picking up its poo and training them to become a stronger Digimon. The main difference and what was quite cutting edge at the time for the Digimon was that you could actually connect two Digimon digital pet toys together on the sides and you could battle each other. Each each Digimon, your Digimon and your friend's Digimon could battle each other, which was crazy, crazy at the time. Now it's kind of, you know, that's basically what the, the Pokemon franchise is, but it was crazy at the time it was really really exciting and flowing from this popularity a one-shot manga called come on digimon was released in 97 in the japanese magazine v jump and this was later actually turned into its own manga series going forward with the with the same name or at least a similar name the franchise however as digimon started to really find its feet with its first video game entitled Digimon World for the PlayStation 1 that was released only in Japan in 1999. One of the shining moments and the area that actually introduced me to Digimon was, of course, the Digimon anime. So I used to love the anime and it was the anime that really brought my attention to the franchise, not the toys. I can't actually even remember much of the toys. I remember... Or not the early toys, I remember the later toys that were based off of the anime, not vice versa. The anime all kind of followed the same or similar premise of a storyline where a human child would encounter a Digimon that had found its way from the digital world into the human world. Or on the other side, a human child found their way into the digital world. Then at some point they're equipped with a Digivice which allowed them to train and empower their partner Digimon. The Digivice in the anime was inspired by the toys mentioned earlier that actually started the franchise off. And looking back now this franchise definitely did fall into the same trope that a lot of anime did in the 90s and 2000s. With each area of the franchise marketing itself. And the anime being a tool to sell the franchise, sell the anime, sell the toys, sell each other. Which, as a kid, I didn't care or even even notice. Um, and I couldn't wait to get my hands on my own Digivice. Oh, they, that was an amazing toy. I think I got it from Argos or maybe Woolworths. It was amazing. The anime has been produced by Toei Animation since 1999. The same studio that I've mentioned so many times on this podcast they're, they're responsible for Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball and One Piece. So major, major players in the anime industry. I think, on that note, I think I must owe a lot of my childhood to Toei Animation. 
because I'm slowly starting to see what an influence this one studio has had on my entire childhood as I continue to research all these anime that I grew up with for these podcasts. It's kind of wild how many just came from one studio. So the first Digimon anime series was called Digimon Adventure and it ran for 54 episodes until March 2000. The English dubbing of the show was quite unique, however, in its way of keeping the Japanese names for the characters or shortening them, their original names, to make them at least sound more westernised. So, Tai, the main character's name, didn't change, it just got shortened to, to Tai. Uh, Yamato was shortened to Matt in the dub. Izumi was turned into Izzy. Joe stayed the same. Takaru was shortened to TK. Sora stayed the same and so did Mimi and this was quite different to how a lot of dubs were being changed so many of the westernized versions of these anime shows were heavily adapted for the west names were changed environments were changed locations whole scenes were omitted and Digimon didn't do this they slightly adapted how the names were were shown in the in the west instead of actually just completely changing them so if you haven't watched the original anime, here's a very rough plot summary of this series. So a group of boys and girls are whisked away into a parallel reality called the digital world. They were taken there because they were chosen to become the Digi-Destined, the children that would save the digital world from evil forces that threatened to destroy it and, turn, and in turn also destroy Earth. Each of the children received a Digimon partner who was bonded to them and a miniature device called the Digivice. With the power of the Digivice, their Digimon partners could become stronger and form stronger different types of Digimon and they battle enemies and save their partners from danger. The series and the artwork for the series gave me so many nostalgic trips for this podcast episode all of the nostalgic memories popped up again from watching these episodes and watching the iconic first generation Digimon go through adventures and Digivolve and see them get stronger. Oh, it was just so, so exciting. I really need to watch the first series again. One area I used to absolutely love was how the designs of the Digimon eggs and how these used to match the design of the hatched Digimon I thought that was so, so cool. It was so interesting. There was one called the Digital Egg of Courage that formed part of the Digimental Eggs that could add armour to a Digimon. And it had a flame pattern on it and it also had like a sharp spike blade thing coming out the top. And this series had... And this series as a whole, Series 2, Digimon Adventure 2, had amazing Digimon designs. And they're some of the ones I remember more funnily enough, more than the first gen. So the most popular Digimon with that came from or used the Digimental Eggs armour was Fladramon, which was a blue bipedal Digimon and it was used everywhere in the marketing for the series and in the artworks. That's, that's the Digimon I really remember from this series. I also loved Nefertimon, which was a Sphinx-looking Pokemon, given the, um, hence the Egyptian sounding name and Pegasmon which was an armoured Pegasus Digimon. All the designs from this series were top notch. I really loved all of the Digimon in this series or at least the ones I can remember. A lot of them came from this series. 
While I was researching this podcast episode, I started to uncover different types of lore and details that I wasn't aware of as a kid. And there's a really cool lore around the Digimentals eggs that help give a new kind of depth to the Digimon universe, Digimon world or the Digi-world. I didn't know this or at least maybe I'd forgotten it after all these years. But it's that the technology of the Digimentals was developed in the ancient digital world as a way to compensate for the Digimon's limited evolution options. Ancient species of Digimon powered up their own abilities by using and fusing with these Digimentals. That is quite a lot to unpack, so there's an ancient digital world, which to me sounds wild and super interesting. Like, how old is that and how does it exist if humans only invented modern computer code or modern types of computers in the late 80s and this was coming out in like the 2000s so it's only been 20 years or is or is 20 years in the digital world ancient who knows despite the popularity in the beginning the series however didn't always experience that success after 2003 and the Digimon Frontier art series and the Frontier film, they didn't do so well. And the series took a three-year break where it would return in Japan afterwards. The games also stopped their production schedule and after the release of Digimon World 3 in 2002, it would be another three years until the next game in the series. So it's kind of interesting that for five years the Digimon franchise in every sector every media was on mass production of everything the anime the cards the games the toys everything was full throttle for five years and then all of a sudden the I wouldn't say the fad stopped but the the amount of production kind of maybe burnt out a lot of people and burnt out the franchise so they decided to not pull the plug but they needed to stop and reevaluate and return to the series with fresh eyes after three years. It was then at Jump Festa 2006 that Toei announced the return of the anime with the series Digimon Savers with Agamon as the main character returning from the very first original series Digimon Adventures. They also released Digimon World 4 for the PS2 and also Digimon World for the DS. So they released quite a few little snippets and a few little bits for the series to reinvigorate it and reintroduce it to people. And this new schedule would actually become the standard for the franchise going forward. So they decided to really adopt this three-year, four-year gap between pieces. So four years later, in 2010, we saw the release of Digimon Xros Wars, or in the West, Digimon Fusion. And in 2015 and 2016, we saw the release of six Digimon Trio movies, where the original characters all grow up, they're all in high school now, and take on new, new challenges, battle new Digimon, and they also have to deal with the Standard angst and tropes of being a teenager in high school. Then, following that, Digimon Universe App Monsters was released, where I don't remember the series, where this is where the Digimon actually live inside mobile apps, which is bizarre. That's kind of weird seeing the series go this far into the 
the timeline. And 2020 then saw the release of Digimon Adventure Last Evolution Kazuna, where the original Digi Destined have finally, finally have to say goodbye to their Digimon partners. I haven't watched this, but this just sounds so, so sad. Seeing some of the clips from it um, as part of the research for this podcast. Oh, I cannot watch that film. It looks so sad. Agumon and his big eyes and the tears that came. Oh, no, no, no. No, I can't watch that. It's so, so sad looking. Then in 2020, it was a reboot for the original series called Digimon Adventure with a slight twist and turn compared to the original. So it's not so much a remake. It's more of a retelling of the of the original story with the original cast. I did have a look after um, looking at all the series and all of them are on Crunchyroll apart from one and I can't remember what series that is there is all but one I think is available on Crunchyroll so if you do want to check out check out all these different series and how they compare definitely check out Crunchyroll this isn't sponsored by them I wish it was but do check them out they are they are worth a watch I think I will want to revisit them at some point I think So one thing I found looking into the Digimon franchise again was the sheer amount of anime films that have been made for the series. There are so, so many. There are 20 Digimon films, with some of them being a tie-in to their respective anime TV series. I can only remember Digimon the movie, which was an American-produced movie that actually used footage from the first three Japanese movies. And although this film is chopped and changed from the Japanese movies to the Japanese short movies for Digimon, and the art styles change ever so slightly, and there are the continuity kind of issues within it, the film is still raved about to this day, and I, I do really need to watch it again. Having looked back at some of the stills from the movie, it brings back so much nostalgia with the big, uh, pirate Digimon fighting and oh it's just I can remember like the little the little baby ringing the whistle and getting on the back of the Digimon oh I won't say any spoilers but definitely find that film and give it a watch that's my recommendation for this for this episode so the premise of that movie was actually that the it was all super tech focused around a Digimon egg that hatched but it was infected and it hatched into a Digimon that eats computer code, and it caused worldwide chaos around the computer systems, and the main characters have to use their Digimon and head into the digital world to try and stop it, and it, the the evil Digimon could make clones of itself and all that kind of stuff, and within the Digimon world, it's not like Pokemon where they don't really die. Digimon can die in the film, they just... Or in the franchise, they just kind of get reborn as a different kind of egg. A bit like the original throwbacks to the Digimon um, Tamagotchi pets, the digital pets. So it's a nice little throwback, but it is heartbreaking when you see one disintegrate into code. So the franchise still does do well. And it doesn't receive the hype that Pokemon does. Which I think is sad. I think it's sad that it doesn't, it doesn't get the hype. It's definitely a different take on this kind of story. But because of the release time, it's inevitably going to always be pitched against Pokemon. I think when I look back at Digimon now, I think I had so much more love for it than what I actually remember 
or what I thought I did. Looking back has been so, so fun. And I think this series is the sole reason as to why I'm so into technology and wearable tech as an adult. Maybe maybe my Apple Watch is subconsciously my inner digidestin trying to come out. Maybe that's why. I did actually buy a Demon Slayer Tamagotchi. So maybe I really need to do a bit of finding and sleuthing and try and find an original Digimon digital pet and and give that a whirl as a pure nostalgic trip. Maybe I really need to find one. Hopefully they're on Amazon or something. I'll, I'll source one and give it a go. Like I said, I, I think it is a shame that the series didn't quite continue its hype. I think it's more well-received in Japan than it is around the rest of the world. It does really well in Japan. But because, like I mentioned, because of the release times, it got a reputation of being a copy of Pokemon. But I think its its series and its storyline and its characters are so different enough that it is ready to step out of Pokemon's shadow and stand alone as a, as a pure creative piece of anime and storytelling. And a bit of fun. It's techie fun. Who doesn't want that? If you haven't watched the first or second series of the anime... I definitely recommend that you give them a try. They're my two favourite ones. They're the most ones that I remember. Um, I haven't watched the most recent ones, like the app one and things like that. But the first two are just so, so good. They're from the 90s and 2000s, so the animation isn't quite like it is today with the likes of Chainsaw Man or Demon Slayer. So don't don't rip it apart for that. But the purpose for the purpose of enjoyment of the series and its take on technology and escaping into a digital world with cute little creatures that can grow into these strong beasts. Go and give it a go. It's a great Isekai anime and it's pure fun. So back in December for Christmas, I received a new Digimon game, Digimon Survive, for the, the Nintendo Switch. And I can't wait now to get started in that game and dive back into the world, into the DigiWorld. And its stories. And the game is actually part of the 25 year anniversary for the Digimon anime. And with a brand new set of characters. New adventures. Some new Digimon. But returning Digimon from the 25 years. And what a perfect way to reintroduce yourself to the series. I think this will be my first pure delve back into the series with this game. But if you're like me. And you're into games as well as anime. Do go check out this game. It looks really, really good. It was put on the back burner for a little bit. They needed to do some more production on it. So it's a little bit late coming out. But it looks really, really good. It looks superb. Two side notes. So from the anime, I haven't had a chance to really mention them throughout the rest of the episode. but So I'll mention them now as a, a bit of a PS. So does anyone else find me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, if you do remember. Does anyone else remember how much of an emphasis was on Digimon Poo during the series, or is it just me? I really need to know that everyone else remembers that as much as I do. That the It had, like, eyes and stuff, I'm sure. Also, Digimon Shout-Out, there was a fox Digimon. It was yellow and had, like, purple gloves, and it was called Renamon. Oh, that Digimon had such a hold on me as a kid. That was just peak... Digimon, like the way it evolved into this really big fox of nine tails, like in the Japanese mythology, with like a big red and white rope around its neck, and then it became bipedal again. It had like these like 
religious looking rose by the end. Oh, if you look up any Digimon, look up Renamon and the evolution line for that Digimon. is absolutely peak Digimon for me. That was just amazing. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode guys. I've really enjoyed delving back into the world of Digimon and I hope you have as well. So a few outro bits. So I have a brand new monthly anime club on my Patreon. A club for anime fans and fans of the podcast and fans of my Etsy shop. A new monthly club where you receive physical and digital goods along with exclusive updates every single month. There is three tiers of membership, Chibi Fan, Chibi Super Fan and Chibi Mega Fan with each level being better than the last with Mega Fan tier membership receiving three physical glossy Chibi style prints every single month. I have included a link to the Patreon site in my show notes so you can check out which club level you'd like to sign up to and I can't wait to see you as part of the club. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel or have a message you want to share with the world or maybe you just think it will be fun to have your own talk show. A bit like me, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to launch, promote and track your podcast and your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories such as apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using buzzsprout like myself to get your message out to the world let's create something great together so following the link in my show notes Let's Buzzsprout know we sent you and gets you $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan and help support my show as well. Anyway, thanks for joining me on this episode. You can find all my social media links on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. There's also a buy me a coffee, show support link and more. So I love all the support you send over. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Until next time, I'll see you next Monday with a brand new anime topic. Have a great week. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye.